dear God, I learned the hard way to never log out of the launcher. And and like, because if you forget your password, oh my God, you got to solve like three CAPTCHAs. And it's like, is this a bicycle? Is, is That's a motorcycle. Does that classify? That's a crosswalk or is that a street paint line? Like it's, it's dude, it's awful. It's awful. And, and if you mess up once, you mess up once. I think you get two attempts. You get locked out for an hour. An hour. Why? So... Welcome to Scav Talk, Escape from Tarkov podcast with a continued focus on development of the game, patch note analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussions. My name is Church. I'm one of your hosts. I am a video editor for a Tarkov YouTuber named Airwing Marine. And I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber helping you guys get better at the game. And welcome back to the show again for another week, Mr. Church. How has your week been going in EFT land? Um, it has been going good. I've been doing lots of questing. I think what was it Wednesday? I did like a really big gaming session. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a really big gaming session, like <laughs> a little dangerous of a gaming session. But oh, um, yeah, so that was kind of that's kind of nice, you know. Kind of felt like needed that needed that time. But um, mm. yeah, man. Just, 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 just been grinding. I'm at, I'm at like forty nine point zero out of fifty for sniper five, and I can be rid of all the Mosins that have come back in insurance for me, loading them Gosh, and ditching that them. Quest, <laughs> that quest. It's everyone's it's favorite. Yeah. What and, level are you up uh, to now? Forty. <laughs> I think okay. last okay. last week I was either like thirty six or thirty eight, but yeah, I just like grinded. I'm kind of at the point now where almost everything left is on like uh, reserve, a few like quest keys for reserve and shooter born on woods. But I want to do Tarkov shooter up to level eight and kind of like try to combine the two. And everything else is on lighthouse. So I, I the few I got to do for Jaeger is the flashbang one. I already have one okay. done. And I'm a little upset because I didn't realize until last night that the stun grenades, the new ones, do not work. They don't, really? They don't. Because I, I did. Well, see, I thought so, too. And I was using them. So as soon as I got that quest, I'm like, okay, from now on, I'm going to run these new grenades. And I don't know how many raids I've, I did that. And I was like, oh, I guess I didn't flash them because I didn't get credit for it. You know, I guess it was like some weird angle, like it didn't flash them or whatever. Yeah. But I do remember occasionally I, I started switching to back to Zarya's because the Zarya's have a two second timer instead of the 1.5. And I found that the 1.5 is like just not enough sometimes. You know, the Zarya, mm. the extra distance, you can like reach the target. So I had one out of two and I went last night. I was like, okay, let me. I've been doing a lot of factory because like the. The Zabralo quest, and uh, I got another fun story about that, but, but maybe we'll, we won't go too long here. So anyways, yeah, I, I'm on factory, I bring the new stun grenades, and I flash this guy, like, dead on, and he's clearly flashed, and I kill him, and I'm like, what? Like, did it, did it bug again? Like, what's going on? So I'm, I'll say soft confirmation they don't work. I looked on the wiki, the wiki doesn't list them, I don't know... 
but i i just feel like i would have i've had i've had a lot of antidote situations where i that guy was flashed and i didn't get the kill but it could have been a weird bug like you know maybe the angle but i'm i'm convinced i'm convinced so word of advice interesting avoid those I was just kind of looking it up in the background as you were speaking, and it says the Zarya stun grenade and the Zvedza flashbang round can both be used to cause the stun effect, which I don't know whether that's updated or not, right? As you're saying, that doesn't list the new one. Yes, and the thing I'm wondering is if we take a look at grenades real quick, uh, I don't know what this one is called, is it? Let's see. I mean, it's probably the easiest way is probably just to find it through the fleet, I would imagine. Model 9, model 7290 flashbang grenade. Right. So, and it says on the wiki, the type is stun grenade. So, like, it, and the quest description that, you know, it's like, you have to stun them. Like, it, it seems like it would add up that it should work. Like, it's the exact same thing. But I'm convinced it's not working. So, Nikita, please fix. <laughs> Hmm, interesting. Well, have you filed your bug report? Have you filed the bug <laughs> report about it not working? Well, <clears throat> okay. absolutely get on and do that. Let me ask you a legitimate question. How do you file a bug report for this? Um, what do you mean? So, in my experience, I've had very poor experiences of trying to file bug reports. I yeah. I submit the bug report. I, you know, put in the text. Um, I don't think I... Re- included a video but you know it like downloads your logs and it sends them and then you get an error because way back oh. in in the day my game was crashing and so i'm like okay i'm filing a bug report but i got error messages some you know typical pooping on balsay games you know oh i get a bug <laughs> and now i get a bug for you know what i mean so i've i've pretty much just relegated my bug reporting to Veritas. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Veritas. I know you're probably like, God, this guy again. He's because <laughs> I've sent them stuff like exploits and, and whatnot. But it, it just mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna go on a bit of a rant. And I had an opportunity once to work as an intern, I'll say, for a game developer, a, a mod developer right. for Dota 2. Right. And I didn't do any coding, okay? Let me let me get that straight. You know, we I he tried to teach me some things of Lua and he was like, Oh yeah, you can go learn your own. I'm just like, good God, this language is so complicated. What the heck, dude? I can't so I mostly did data data entry stuff and and inputs on a few things. But anyways, <laughs> one of the things he implemented was an in-game bug reporting feature. And mm-hmm. when he did that, talking to him. He was like, wow, this the work I put in here was so worth it because the the volume of reports he got just like dramatically increased. And for him, it was simpler because I guess the user experience was better because you didn't have to go to the website to report the bug. You could do it in game. And also with, I guess, the integration with Steam and whatnot, it could easily like fetch the the logs. I don't know. Anyways. I'm so short. Why is there not a bug report <laughs> feature in the game, dude? I, you know I how agree. easy it would be? Like, dude, it would be so, so much easier for the like the user. And it to me, it just it just seems like the easiest thing to do. I don't now. Granted, it doesn't help you if the game crashes, right? You know, if if the only option was to report in the game and the game crashes, 
how do you report the bug? You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I'm saying we can have the best of both worlds. You could have the launcher reporter and then the in-game reporter. And to me, the in-game reporter is just far superior, man, far superior. But maybe they don't. It is quite annoying to have to close the game to report the bug, especially if it's something that, like you're in the middle of playing. And you're like, well, I want to play another raid, really, but I should report this bug. We have to close the game down, write the thing, and then send it off, and then and then open it back up again. Yeah, I mean, mine actually used to have an error, but it works these days, and it's been a while since I had that error. But every time I send something off, and then the report always comes back and says, "Oh, can you send us a video of you know put something as unlisted on YouTube and send it to us?" They always say that. Okay. So. That's usually the way it works. You know, you say, okay, look, this in this raid it didn't work and here's the video and the guy was stunned, but I didn't get the quest, whatever. So that would be how, that's how I would do it. But I 100% agree with you that it should be in-game for at least reporting of just general things. Um, like I reported about, and they came back and said that it was fine about like the turn rate on one of the Gen 4s because they said, oh, well, it's got coin protection, so it means you turn slow. I was like, okay, fair enough, fine. But like that didn't need me to close the game to go and report that thing. So... I, I agree with you on that point. I do agree with you. So, um, I mean, chat's saying that some the new stun grenade did work for them. So it it's all seems a bit of a mess. Mm. <laughs> I will do exactly as I did. I haven't actually gone onto this yet because last time I did it with um, the KS-23 with the flash rounds because it's way easier. And this time they're locked behind a million levels of traders. So I just never really bothered. And they're a bit of a pain to get a hold of. And the star rounds are a bit of a pain to get a hold of. You need to craft them in the hideout and you can only get seven. I don't think you can buy them until you finish the quest, maybe. I can't remember where they're locked. But mm-hmm. when I last looked, I couldn't buy them. And I had to craft them seven at a time using a very expensive craft, which is probably fair enough because they are quite annoying. So if you want to get access to them, you can, but you have to spend some time, resources, opportunity cost, whatever to get them. So that's what I'll do. I, I've since the KS-23 existed, I've never done that with flashbang grenades because it's such a pain. Because Difficult. even the one and a half timer, it's just it's just awful. And especially now, especially now that grenades are way, yes, way, way worse. That's the problem running into. It's like <laughs> you have to pull out the grenade, repeat them, throw the grenade, run up to them. Whereas before you could just literally spam them into being permanently blind. So now I think yep. the strategy is you lag like a pistoling. Because I was going in like Omega kitted, like Alton and, and big boy armor that I mm-hmm. had. And yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. Ugh, I hate the cheesiness, dude. It's just like, I know, I know. It's like all these pistolings shooting at me. I, I should just tank all the bullets and just shoot them in the leg and then take my time and flash them. I don't know. Sorry, I cut you off there because I was like, dude, that, you're absolutely right. It is so much more difficult now that you just can't spam <laughs> tactical yeah. flashes. It, yeah, it absolutely is. So KS is going to be the way that I'm going to do it. I don't know whether you just dislike yeah. doing it the KS way, but you only need to do two and the pain's limited. And it's once you can get the once you can get the KS with the barter and make some flashes, then it's not it's not too, too bad. Um, Yeah, so I mean, for, <laughs> I think where, where did we leave off from my gameplay i think i was getting beaten viciously brutally and had kind of taken a mini pause mm-hmm. i restarted again after our last podcast and continued to get viciously beaten by tarkov the game I, to the point at which actually um i've made a new entry into my video ideas log which is what to do when you're getting absolutely destroyed which is you know, it's something that's a potential because I'm yeah. in that process right now of trying to pull myself right back into my comfort zone. 
use things that are, and I, at one point I just had to completely stop questing entirely. Um, a lot of this started with trying to finish Punisher 6. And for some reason, I, the, I'm just unable to either find anybody with the SVD or when I do, I just get shot in the head. And it's been very, very frustrating. So I, I got two out of the 12 and I actually stopped completely doing the SVD quest because it was annoying me so much. And then I had to go and do other things and ended up completely ceasing all questing entirely to go back to factory and run around with fun guns and do some shotgun runs and some other silly stuff. I, I put a few, I could have put a lot more in the Discord channel, let me be honest with you, but I had to restrain myself. I needed to vent a little bit, but I didn't want the entire Discord <laughs> general section to be me moaning over and over and over again with screenshots and videos of me dying continuously because I was this close to just wall of texting that entire Discord group. But fortunately, I managed to hold myself off and only do a little bit. So... I was focusing on that. Things since then, things have got a bit better. I feel more confident back in factory using some of the guns that I've been enjoying. One five three, which is always fun, testing out Magnum Flechette. Going back to the MP seven, another a surprising one that I did end up using a little bit, which is quite fun. It's surprisingly fun. Is the Kedder B, the suppressed Kedder that you get for thirty five k? It's actually really hilarious. I've had some really good success with it, and because it's so short. You just feel really nimble and speedy in factory because there's so many enclosed spaces that I've found yeah. do make a gun like the 153 feel a little bit cumbersome. Yeah. Whereas the, and that's one of the reasons why pistols feel so good on that map. But the Kedder B also feels great and is suppressed and is like a BB gun. It's got very little recoil when you're hip firing it, which is really funny. And had some, yeah, I had a three PMC kill rate on, on that just randomly out of the blue. Fought somebody else and they had actual armor on, so I couldn't kill them. But I was darting around; they couldn't kill me. So I actually really enjoyed that. That was that was kind of cool. So I'm, I might revisit that at some point. And were uh, yeah, you I using to... were you using leg meta uh, ammo, or just whatever you could fill in there? I was using. So I kind of went in the middle. I used the RG028, which is 65 damage and has 13 pens. So I think it's the fourth top for pen. You can't use one of them anyway. Uh, the good one, I I believe. Yeah, PBM. I can't remember which one. Is it PBM? Yeah, you can't use that anyway. That's got really low damage. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it is specifically. But the RG had has got 65 damage, which is actually quite a lot for where it is in that particular thing. But I was just shooting people in the head, really. I was okay. trying to shoot people in the head. And it was it was fun. It was actually good fun. So since then, been able to slowly broaden that a little bit. Went back to doing some questing and a lot of those on interchange and skulking around trying to get some things done I did actually get some good stuff done so we're on the up again we're on the up <laughs> <laughs> ah exactly exactly so not like, there's, there's a few bits and pieces of news there's not a great deal but they're mm. sporadic and scattered i think the most interesting one probably is the foul buff or the sa58 buff uh, yeah. nikita on twitter he's been Posting out, so how about the, and then some topic, <laughs> which I think is a great way to start off the conversation. But anyway, he posted one up saying, so what about the SA-58? And everyone said, well, the problem is, is there's just better choices. It has zero ergonomics. You can't really use the full auto unless you mod it out fully. If you mod it out fully, it's nearly half a, half a mil. So why would you use that over really anything else with that yeah. caliber? And so they buffed the recoil a bit. I don't think it's insane i mean this thing is not going to be the new meta but it brings it slightly closer i think that's good sure. to 
slowly hammer it back into place. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. It reminds me a little bit of the VSS, which I was going to try a little bit, but I ended up, it was in my death period, so I didn't actually get to really shoot the gun. But I was tempted to try and use it on semi because it is actually kind of equivalent. It's got very good pen and it's got very good damage. So at short ranges, at least, it's kind of equivalent to using an M1A or an RFB, SR25, something like that. It's not it's in that same category if you're using it on semi-auto. And then you, the 20-round mags are actually not an issue either. So I was thinking about doing that, but I, I didn't really get to um, to shoot when I tried it. I did see Deadly Slob had a video of him using it, and it looked like it was working quite well. I think the the one thing to say about that, I mean, there's no been no changes really to that weapon, but full auto on it feels completely scuffed. And yeah, that's why I sort of made an analogy with the with the SA58 because it's in that same ballpark of yeah, it's been destroyed by nerfs in the past, but the right. ammo is really good for it, and I think there might be a place for that in terms of single fire, twenty rounder type, not DMR, but the, the great thing about the the Valen and the VSS this wipe is because of the ballistics got changed. Remember when we were analysing the the various charts well because gravity got reduced by three times it affected those the most so they actually have much straighter paths way more straight paths than they used to compared to other weapons that already had kind of straight paths but because they had quite fast bullets you couldn't tell as much but with those it really made a, a radical difference so i think that's helped a lot with them but anyway this was one to potentially try so the sa58 not the best ever but it's much closer now to some of the other weapons I think I haven't used it myself, but I think it's closer now to the Scar H and some of those other guns. Was it in terms of just the, the recoil change or are they changing the ergonomics? I don't remember. I think they it was the recoil one that I was mainly looking at. I think they might have changed ergo as well a little bit, but I don't remember. I want to off the top of my head. Say that they Do you think did. they changed ergo too? Well, I want to say that they didn't because like the for me, the only viable build for the old foul, not the juice cannon version, but the before they buffed it was just go maximum recoil and just, you know, screw or go. But I think yeah. now that since it got a recoil reduction, you can put more ergo friendly parts on there and have it like. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I think that's maybe that's what I'm thinking. From. Yeah, I think that's maybe what I'm thinking of. But it, I'm looking here. I don't believe it says that it was changed just the recoil not the ergo okay um okay. but yeah what you're saying is correct you can now use something else rather than the rk2 which is just the destroyer of all ergonomics on on weapons but is now not necessary so that it's actually fireable <laughs> right you could get you could get the same maximum recoil that you could previously so let's say the previously the best recoil was like 80 or something you could get that now and get more ergo. Yeah. Like actually have ergonomics, not have zero ergo. <laughs> <laughs> but funny enough, I have used it and I I still just feel like zero ergo is the way to go. I mean, you can, I think you get like 28 or like 32, depending on what parts you use. But if you slap the meta suppressor on, it's just like, yeah, you're at zero pretty well much. Yeah. Like, and then it, and then it's also like further. You know, let's say you use those one mags that have like higher ergo rating. It's like a full auto. It's in 20, um, 20 rounders. Why not? And it's SA58. It's really long. It's 
not amazing recoil. Why not just use the 308 MDR? But you don't have access to the MDR unless you got unlocked from Peacekeeper level four, I think. So maybe there's, I don't know. It's 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 a weird gun. But as you were saying, I'm glad that they are knocking it back into a a more competitive state because I really dislike when things get nerfed to the ground and they just stay like that for eternity. And it's, it, you know, it's nothing against BSG. It's just in general, that's something that I don't like um, because it just means that effectively you might as well just take the gun to whatever it is out of the game. If it's, yeah. you know, getting been exactly. nerfed to the grave. There was one issue with the SA 58, I think in general, which, makes it quite difficult to use you don't get people scaling into that weapon you're either using it fully modded or not at all and that's yeah I, I looked at it as a really cheap trying to buy it because buying broken ones from the flea is really inexpensive they're about 30k because really? you can't really do very much with them now yes the malfunction stuff is bad and annoying but if you're using it as a semi-auto dmr then it's not really as much of an issue yes you might have it occasionally but if you're far away i was thinking of a compelling or trying to think of a compelling reason why you might want to use one but the problem is is that there are not enough parts that allow you to use the things you would want to use like an actual optic with rings you have to have that what's it called something um x duty the x duty yeah receiver um, right. cover. otherwise it doesn't you just can't put anything on it you could put small red dots onto the handrail but yes. i for one don't really like that very much and secondly you're then in cqb so you don't really want to be having malfunctions then or using it in but you could use it in semi i suppose but then the recall's still really high there's just it doesn't really fit i try i did try i had a look and, and tried to make it work but it's because of that lack of modular ability at a low level that means it doesn't work properly it's the main reason why the ak is so good early because you just have the bastion and you can fit everything on that it's amazing, whereas the SA58 doesn't have something equivalent with various rails and attachment points that you can add scopes to. It doesn't work as a DMR like that early on. Yeah, I I feel like there's multiple things because definitely, as you're saying, that's a huge deal, being able to put that rear sight, like having a good optics, a huge upgrade, going from irons to that, that's like maybe like your first thing you want to look at when you're modding a gun. The other issue is that the way the systems are set up because everything's additive i think i'm saying that right when you're talking about reducing recoil so if you do like five percent and then five percent on the stock five percent on the grip five percent on the muzzle it's cumulative correct It, it is and it is additive yeah exactly so it's you're not if you get a part that reduces 20% recoil it's like you're not getting the full value compared to the fully kit out part because it has like a 80% from all these other different parts that get it to this lowest value and the gun's base is already like really high like god what is it at actually now i'm curious so i'll just look it up real quick uh maybe it's f and foul not the sa58 because I want to see the, I want to see the. Are you trying to get one. to the preset? Yes, <laughs> just the standard stock. If you have it on your, and I was trying to. I always find, I always find the presets are 
just tricky and annoying. Especially yeah, if you try and go through through the game itself. I mean, the easiest way I'd usually go to find it on the flea first, and then uh, try and go from there. But I mean, yes, yeah, so this is a, st- a stock one on the flea. It does actually have the component, and that's 162, which is pretty high. And if you, it's starting recoil. The base recoil for the calculations is 325. So 325. That's just the lower. That's just the lower. That's that's the lower with nothing else on it. So that's like the the comparable recoil for attachments to do their work on. But yeah, it's about 180 if you have even the longest barrel and the stock compensator. And this is the thing for me, if the system was because essentially what what they're fighting is like if okay, we're gonna buff the SA58, we're gonna lower the base, right? Um yeah, maybe yeah. So we're gonna lower the base. So instead of like three twenty five, it's uh two fifty, let's say. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it like kind of helps those like low level mods, but it really helps the high the when you stack everything on there. So it's like they can't really go that route because then it makes the high end omega good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I do. like, it's, it's I the, wish. It's the... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you go, you go. <laughs> I wish and I hope that they change it to a multiplicative system because it's across the board, it's more balanced whether, you know, you're, you're, when you go through level one mods, level two mods, level three mods, you don't have that effect where when you stack everything up, it has this dramatic effect because it is additive instead of it's, it's you you essentially get less when you start stacking all these mods up you're getting less value per mod so i guess i guess what i'm saying is having it turn on its head where yeah. when you slap these like very low end uh mods you get a lot of value but as you go up the tiers right to the to the best in slot stuff it's still good but it's not like this insane you get less than you would previously and it's kind of like how skills work currently, you know, level 10 strength compared to level one. Yeah, it, it's, you know, whatever, 10, I don't know, two points difference in move speed. But level 51, not only is it like 10 points difference in move speed, you also get this insane perk where, you know, nothing weighs anything in your backpack and gear and, and stuff like this. You're just like, a, you know, yeah, I'm 13 kilos with my raid backpack and my slick and my alton helmet my you know sa58 yeah what's up bro you know that's that's kind of how i see this system also working similarly is once you put everything on there compared to the guy just puts like one little mod it's just like the difference is is a little too off you know it just there's always there's never like the MD, i know i'm going on a long rant the mdr kind of suffers from the same thing it's like yeah you could put just uh, a few little mods here and there but they really don't do much and even when you fully kit out it doesn't do all that much but it's still better than putting these one two little mods because you're talking like in some cases what 20 20 rubles difference or sorry 2000 rubles difference like i don't know the whole system irritates me a little bit (laughs) yeah it's i know i know what you mean it's that that kind of scaling into rather than it being diminishing returns it's almost the other way around where it gets better right the the simplest the simplest way to express it in my opinion Uh is to look at the extreme scenario 
where you have a weapon and it has 100 recoil and you add okay. five attachments and they all have 20% recoil reduction, it takes the <laughs> recoil of the gun to zero, precisely to naught. And you have to be careful about balancing and making sure that these these things don't end up taking you down to the stupid level because you've got a system in there where if you suddenly add a new meta attachment that's 30% in there, you're ending up at some negative number or something, which is really silly. Whereas if it worked the other way instead, where it was 20% for each component, then mm -hmm. that would reduce the recoil by 7, 63%. Right. Because, because it's 0.8 times 0.8 times 0.8 times 0.5 times, rather than it just going minus 20, minus 20, minus 20 to zero. And so that way makes more sense. So it means that the last few mods don't do as much it means that you could then actually increase the recoil reduction for all attachments and then they would do more at the beginning because that's if you just implemented this system it's like any system if you implemented this system at, just as is then you'd nerf recoil attachments mostly at the meta end but across the board and that would that would be it recoil would be worse across the board so you yes. need to then tune up everything two things at once yeah yeah to then rebalance it so that now the stuff at the top end is now no longer you know for our grips we've got zero to five percent or something you'd take them from zero to eight maybe right and compensators rather than being eight to twenty percent depending on the gun you'd take it you know they'd be up 15 to 30 percent or whatever because you wouldn't be able to slam them all together and make something that gets down to near zero i, I think it's a fundamental problem it's the reason why you end up with these meta kits that are like laser beams it's all yeah. the reason why this has always been like this <laughs> yeah absolutely and what really bugs me is that talking about the sa58 i've tried giga i've tried to make a short barrel work but you trade so much recoil for just a few points in ergo like i'm talking maybe like 10 like i'll, I'll pull out the parts here so we can be accurate but it's it's like why yeah it's it's and that's the other i think we've talked about this before but that's sort of the other fault of the other side of the system is the ergo is just a flat value, you know, a flat number. So anytime you're adding, adding ergo, you're not adding a percentage on top of the base. Like if the base is 34, you're adding one point. So on the other side of the spectrum, anything where it's like the gun has a really high ergo, like the AK-103 and even the AK, or you can add a lot of ergo parts, you can really crank up these... Um, attachments that have negative ergo but give a lot of recoil so it's like almost a no-brainer to the as to what mod you should use you know what i mean yeah yeah i think that makes sense exactly i think with the some of the things they need to do or i think that they should do at least mm -hmm. is with magazines no one ever used to use the tiny magazines and incrementally over time they've been adding ergonomics to the various magazines that are really small and there is there's still a niche. There's still a niche take. So, but people, you do see people using ADARs with ten rounders and that kind of thing because you can get a lot of ergonomics quite quickly from using those those small magazines. I was looking very recently at the VPO two hundred nine again. I'm doing a bit of work on that at the moment, uh -huh. and the regular AK from Prapper was minus four ergo, and you know the bait thirty rounder, which is actually only ten. 
The one that yeah. you get from, I think it's from Skier at the beginning. Yeah, and and everyone's, yeah. Oh, look at this, 30 rounder. And then you yeah. buy it and it only fits 10 rounds <laughs> in it because it's like blanked off at the bottom. Well, because there's those two, there's two 10 rounder mags. There's one, which is the tiny one, which is actually a tiny little box with sawn off, which is 10 rounds. And mm. that one gives you, I think, four ergonomics, but it gives you much faster check mag and load speed. The other one, which is an actual 30, but it's blanked off inside, gives you seven ergonomics, but you don't get the check and load speed bonuses because it's, I don't know, because it's bigger, I guess, or it's some balancing thing. The interesting point about that, though, is you basically get an 11 ergonomic swing to go from a 30-rounder AK mag to a 10-round yes. little thing. So if you're using it like a DMR or something, yes. 11 ergonomics is that's you know, it's, pretty big. It's quite big. And yeah. that's what needs to happen, in my opinion, to the SA58, is the long barrel... They can keep it as the ergo it's at the moment. That's fine. But I think the short barrels, the ergo needs to go way higher. It needs to go way higher. You need to get a lot more benefit from using yeah, the short I think barrels. So. I don't think it gives you anywhere near enough. Yeah, I, I agree. That's also been a thought I've had as well. Um, as like sort of just a, a a quick fix, you know, a quick turn of the knob they could do to sort of help out with that. So a bit of a, a quiz for you here. Um, would you like to take a stab at what the SA58 21-inch barrel stats are in terms of recoil and ergonomics. You had to guess. 21-inch barrel stats. I I I actually don't really know, but I'm going to guess that it is minus 12% recoil. And which way is that going to go for ergonomics? It must be down, right? I think it's only going to be minus 10 ergo or something. So it's I'm probably completely off. <laughs> for recoil, it's minus eight recoil reduction. Okay. I guess I don't know if that's how you read that correctly, but in ergonomics, it's minus twenty-eight ergo. Oh my goodness. Okay. Right. That's now much that's, larger. That sounds like a lot, right? So now the eleven inch barrel, right, is the shortest barrel you can probably say fifty eight. What do you think its stats are? That's going to be something like minus three, minus three percent recoil, and mm-hmm. but then the ergo isn't going to be much better. It's because that's what matters. It's the relative change. It's probably going to be minus sixteen or something. The recoil is minus two percent recoil reduction, mm-hmm. and ergo is minus eight. Okay, okay, so not as bad as I thought. Now, but right, this is where it gets interesting, right? So we take the base of the recoil, right, which is three three hundred twenty-five, right. And assuming I did my math right, what that means is if you take just the receiver of the SA58 and it has three hundred twenty-five recoil, and you add the long barrel, it goes from three hundred twenty-five to two hundred ninety-nine. Okay, that's effectively what twenty-five, twenty-six points difference. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick mess. <laughs> I think it's 26. 325 minus 299. Gotta be, right? Yeah. And that's 26. So, yes. Now, the short one, you go from 325 to 318.5, which is 3, carry the 2, uh, 12.5 recoil reduction. It's much smaller. Yeah. So you're trading. So just just typing the numbers out here. What did I say? Twelve 
No wait. This should be It's twenty six and six. I've just got I've just got in because I was this is driving me crazy. <laughs> you go three two five minus twenty six, three two five minus six. Because the game tells you, so I I just went to find out directly. Minus six. So you're mm-hmm. you're you're losing this is crazy, right? From the base, you're losing eight recoil. Sorry, you're losing eight ergonomics and you're only gaining six percent recoil from the shorter barrel. You're literally giving up eight ergo to get six recoil. The other one, you're going to give up, what is it, 28? What do we say? 28 recoil, and you're going to gain 26 points in recoil re- reduction, like effective points, not percentage. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You're talking, you're like, I don't know. To me, it just seems like the shorter barrel is just objectively worse. There's, there's no way, like, just from purely looking at the numbers. The numbers just don't add up, right? And I can't remember whether this is the case for this, but oftentimes on the shorter barrels, you then can't use the longer handguards, which normally are the meta ones. So there's an actual extra effect there. But I can't remember if that's the case with this. It probably is, but... Yes, um, that's a good point. Because you're using the shorter barrels, you have less options, typically, for the handguards. And usually the shorter handguards, the only thing they do is give you ergo they don't they sometimes they give you some recoil reduction but they only give you ergo so you're like yeah. you're double it's like a, a the the effect compounds you get even worse recoil so it's like why it, it's it's so hard to justify a short gun because in reality the only thing that you're really giving up or i guess i should say the only thing that you're gaining is potentially not bumping into objects in the world if you're gone right that's something and a, a few points in ergo like we're talking you know like yeah you got you can ads faster and and hold your uh gun to your shoulder longer but you have a shorter barrel <laughs> so it's like you're not gonna be sniping with a shorter barrel like it doesn't add up it doesn't add up so yeah. that's my that's my rant about ergo and recoil i wish the system was different because they can if they could change the meta where short guns were they still would penalize you you would have more recoil but having ergo i don't want to say being more meaningful maybe maybe more meaningful as well but i just don't like how it's set up where ergo is a flat value and essentially every point is effectively you know milliseconds adding onto either shoulder holding on your shoulder or ads time and i wish it was actually like the recoil system where it was additive or multiple multiplicative off the base value that way the two sort of match up in terms of how they get calculated you know because one's literally a flat value the ergo and you add points onto it the other one's a base that you multiply onto it. So I don't, it just, to me, it, having them, maybe I'm being like too, you know, anal or ADHD, but yeah. <laughs> having, having them being, doing the same type of maths would make way more sense to me. But I know what me. you mean. I, I know what you mean. I think the system can work the way that it is now. I just wish that for those shorter barrels, you got to choose, because that's the thing, with the longer barrels and when you're trying to get something low recoil, you then have to make sacrifices. Whereas with the shorter mm. barrels, you're saying, fine, well, I'm already going to sacrifice some of my recoil, that's okay. But now I can, I can get away with 
adding suppressors and that kind of thing, and I can still lift the gun up and it's fine. I think that's sort of the, the problem that you don't get that trade-off when you use the shorter barrel. It still sucks to put a suppressor on. It still sucks to put a 50-round mag on, whereas you need to get a lot more benefit from having the shorter weapon. You could argue, when you're talking about this points versus percent thing, it is slightly different, but you, you could argue that it doesn't actually matter. If you're looking at one individual gun, then it doesn't matter because the recoil is listed on the on the components as percent. But as far as the weapon's concerned, it's a fixed number of points because of the way the system's done. True. And so you could you could argue that. True. Yeah. It's not quite the same because all the because the recoil percentage then applies to every weapon. And right. then that applies in a different way. Whereas the ergonomics attachments apply the same it's as if every gun has the same the base recoil yeah every gun's got the same right. base ergo i get you yeah which it then does the mo- it's, yeah so if you replaced if every gun had a hundred base ergo in the background mm-hmm. before you add all the stuff on or even before the receivers added on let's say for example if the receiver's got some stupid ergo debuff on it everyone's got a hundred base ergo then the stats on the attachments if it said plus eight percent ergonomics then that would be ba- versed based on the hundred yeah the, the bait but it's anyway that is sort of a silly argument but but whatever so for an individual gun it doesn't really matter but it's because of the way it applies kind of across the board but i still i still think it could work it, as long as it was balanced correctly i still think that that system could work and, and could make sense because otherwise what you're saying is guns that are already ergonomic get more ergonomic effect from ergonomic attachments and i'm not sure if that's necessarily what we want I don't know. I actually not really sure. I haven't thought it through fully. I don't. Really, I don't know. I don't know. That's but a good I think point. It can work. I think. I think it just needs to be a bigger range. I think there needs to be a larger range for these barrels, and the trade-off needs to be to make sense. Because when I did my SA58 video at the end of maybe it wasn't even last white or the white before the time is flying, but when I was looking at that, I came to exactly the same conclusion as you with about the shorter barrel because you could put even if you didn't want to go for the full long barrel build, you could go for the medium barrel. And then you attach other attachments around it to compensate for that and end up overall with a better weapon. There wasn't, because of the way that the the attachments and the prices worked for those particular for those particular attachments, there wasn't a combination on the shortest barrel that outclassed the medium barrel. The medium barrel was always better than the short yeah, barrel because yeah. of that trade because that trade-off wasn't <laughs> configured correctly. That makes sense. So yeah, it's it's tricky. It's it's I, tricky. Yeah, I do tricky. recall that because um because you have the shorter barrel, you can't get the better handguard yeah. essentially. So it exactly. yeah, I that's yeah. yeah, that I don't know, it just feels like a missed opportunity is all and stuff like that. When you have yeah, choices and so. they lead to nowhere, it bugs me. Indeed. But so, I did after that <laughs> I did I was no, we're yes, staying did, on this did, topic. Did. Okay. <laughs> I did use the SA58. Oh, yes. On factory. And I did the full maximum recoil, you know, zero ergo, drum mag, everything. Got my Zabralo on. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this quest done the old fashioned way. Let's go to factory. And I got to say, man, I, I actually really like factory. It's just like, it just feels like Giga Chad's playground. I mean, I don't want to say exclusively Giga Chad's playground because there was some real shenanigans going on. Like, there was. A three man of double barrels just charging at me. That was hilarious. There's another raid where I spawn 
near glass outside glass hallway i peeked down glass hallway there's three hatchlings running at me i killed them I'm like okay well let me go find the other players because i need someone to shoot at my armor to get it down right because i'm trying to do the quest you gotta get under 40 or 50 percent the zabralo armor yeah. but i hear shots by the new area so i go there i look there's a scav in a tent I, i'm like oh maybe i'll just use this scav to to kill me i look in the extract there's two more hatchlings dead one has a cultist knife on him and it's like what is going on this raid i literally got in a raid of all hatchet runners it was the most bizarre thing in the world but i got i got the scab to shoot me down to under 50 percent. the quest was done but yeah that, that's you know those story. comics this is this is my tangent now you know those comics um by is he called serval on the reddit where it's the chad and the oh. rat player those are yeah. so, so good. I just had the mental image of you as the Chad in those <laughs> comics because you're turning up with the with the Meta SA58 with zero ergonomics and the Zabralo and the Alton on just turning up and this, you know, the, the rat plane is just dead was the five hatchlings just dead around. It's super funny. It just gave me a really funny mental mental image. I, I literally oh. had to bring a Melodonin every raid just to not be... I was like 45 kilos going into the raid. Like I was so heavy. Oh. <laughs> That's insane. That is insane. Okay, are we are we done with the SA fifty eight? Are we done? Are we done with it? I got one more. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> what else happened? VPO two one five got a buff that nobody asked for. It got an ergonomics buff. Okay, which is fine. I feel like it was okay without that, but no, no big deal. I don't think that's going to change anybody's life. Just for any APM enjoyers yeah. out there, it's but I'll, a little I'll bit, take a little it. bit of a thing. You know, absolutely. Take. Absolutely. Then the AP 6.3 craft in the hideout was made shorter from a billion hours to a billion hours <laughs> minus one. No, it went, for, it went from like eight and a half hours or something to like seven and a half hours. And I don't really know. Maybe nobody was doing it because it, it's incredibly <laughs> long and nobody uses nine mil in 1212. I, I'm not sure, but I don't think that's going to change anybody's life either, particularly. And uh, and much to my disappointment, the the flea market capture is back. Yes, it's the back. capture is back with the binge. I like to I like to click fast inside the flea market, and then mm -hmm. I have to I have to choose three salewers to continue, and it feels like all the wind gets taken out of my sails. I I really hate it. I really hate the flea market capture. I, I they took it away. I'm assuming because of the extra load on servers and yeah. stuff. But now it's back. I just oh I can't do. I, it's honestly awful. <laughs> I would rather have there be bots scout, like, scraping prices and stuff. I don't even, <laughs> I don't care. Just, please, just take the flea capture away. It's so annoying. It's an unfortunate thing where you trying to solve one problem and you end up through how, how you go about solving this problem, you end up hurting the user experience. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a very unfortunate thing. Um, and I don't know if there is a right or wrong answer to that question i guess it depends on how you see it um so yeah it sucks because you get in the sort of rhythm of buying all your components and and whatnot and then it's like eh, eh, eh. you gotta <laughs> which traffic <laughs> select all the traffic lights god could you imagine if they had those in the game i would lose my mind dude. i would lose my mind. well like when you tried to get into your profile you yeah. have to pick all the, and then it's like the squares like, are disappearing and they're reappearing, and you're like, God, when I can, when can I get in here? Perfect example. I, dear God, I learned the hard way to never log out 
of the launcher and and like because if you forget your password oh my god you got to solve like three captchas and it's like is this a bicycle is, is that's a motorcycle does that classify that's a crosswalk or is that a street paint line like it's it's dude it's awful it's awful and and if you mess up once you mess up once i think you get two attempts you get locked out for an hour an hour why so yeah yeah i mean thankfully there's nothing like that in a game like you, imagine you just get locked out from the flea market for an hour <laughs> you've oh been goodness. we've detected you as an oh. ai <laughs> you failed the test well you started talking about it, it reminded me of general sam's mannerisms for some reason i don't know why <laughs> but yeah it's truly awful especially trying to get into your profile specifically i get it with all the security and two-factor but it does seem maybe seems a little too much there's two-factor authentication you get a thing that comes through then you have to pick all the stuff through the capture yeah. or whatever I, I, I don't know i think that it reminds me the problem is for me is it reminds me of when drm came in for general games music whatever like back yeah. in the day when things like oh your console has to be online at all times to play oh, slash the disc has to be in the machine slash you're not allowed to copy the music off the discs anymore all of this kind of thing and all that ended up happening especially in the short term platforms like steam and even battlestate with their own thing that updates automatically and you have to verify with with the central authority or whatever that's actually kind of fixed the problem by being quite useful and the updates happen on their own you don't need to go and patch things manually anymore which is actually a, a good solution to the whole the whole problem and i think one of the reasons why steam did so well but that's a completely another topic the problem is back then when everything came through disc what happened is people who were legit had to have the disc in the whole time if the disc got scratched or the disc got lost or whatever the internet went down you'd get kicked out whereas the people who were not playing by the rules weren't affected because they had the, the cracks and the hacks and whatever to rip the discs and modify various PSs so that they didn't know some consoles, they didn't actually need to have the discs in or whatever. So you ended up with the people who were doing the thing legitimately, the ones who have the negative user experience and the people who are doing it illegitimately find a workaround anyway. And that was like the most frustrating thing. And that's, that's how I feel about the flea market capture. Maybe it helps. I don't know. If it does, then fine. It, great. But... <laughs> There's, I'm sure it's not that difficult to, if you're that way inclined, to have a an image map. The images are completely static. Yeah, they look for the same sure. Every time, for sure. right? It can't be that hard. If somebody's somebody's desperate to yes. go and buy, I I don't know fuels when people put them in for two thousand rather than twenty thousand, then then fine. They they probably could do it, but. It doesn't seem doesn't seem really worth it. I, I I get it before when the trader scalping was happening, but now with the finding raid restrictions, it just doesn't feel necessary anymore to me. I just don't see. Maybe there are ways to really utilize the marketplace in that way, but it's so there's so few opportunities to do that kind of thing. Looking across the set of items that sell to the traders, buying them when they're on the fleet lower than the trader, it's really kind of harmless now rather than buying all the salewas and listing them or buying all the m61 and yeah, listing it all back up point. on the fleet that was it was very different back then before the finding rate changes uh, it sort of made sense to try and limit bots but now it's just like it's less important i think yeah and exactly as you're saying you could be point or push to the limits of your frustration like fine i'm gonna go download this image scanner screen scanner and and it'll just automatically do the captcha and you basically become the person they were trying to prevent because 
you're you have no alternative you know and and in some other examples maybe you have some different alternatives but in this case you have no alternative you just have to deal with it and maybe your way of dealing with it is just like i'm gonna i'm gonna just cheat the system you know screw you guys you know and and you end up becoming the person that they were trying to to, i don't know it's just i agree what you're saying that it seems like it was sort of it was put in place for a different time in tarkov now we're in this new time okay we've We've grown, we've matured, okay? The game's different now. Let's change yeah, it. Exactly. Let's get rid of it. We, we, broke, we broke the flea market exploits by virtue of destroying the flea market's functionality. <laughs> so it's, it's okay. Which, I, you know, I, I, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I, for one, did enjoy playing the markets, but it, I think the game is better for it this way. Um, completely different topic. Did you see the announcement, firstly, that people should be... I don't really know how Telegram works particularly, but that people should be on Telegram and looking for the, the Tarkov group on on Telegram because something was coming. Did you did you see this? Did you? I see did what see it. Yeah, yeah. The Tarkov circles. I was not expecting this. I was not expecting this. I still don't really know what it is. I was very when it came up on my screen. You know those moments where you just don't really know what you're watching. It, that was definitely. It was one of those moments. It was kind of kind of strange i have to admit it was kind of strange i'm glad you are saying these things because i felt similarly in that (laughs) i was disappointed and also a little confused so i don't know like to be fair i didn't really know what telegram was i remember trying to mess with it back in the day when i was doing some like discord integration with like webhooks and something like it would i think it would like send a message and then that would trigger something and then like discord would do something and have an announcement whatever but right anyways it seems like it's just a messenger app essentially kind of like yeah or one of those things i think the way someone somebody tried to get me into it at one point because of the whole whatsapp facebook integration and about date like Mm -hmm. whatsapp encryption and and all that is all well and good but telegram is even more secure super if you really are scared about people taking your data or whatever you know that telegram is much better i think that was what somebody said to me and Mm -hmm. i was kind of like i feel like firstly that ship sailed a little bit and also whatever so yeah. i never bothered um because there's that kind of critical mass thing if if nobody's on it then it's i don't know anybody else on it so whatever but for, for the greater good of bsg and, and tarkov i will see what's been going on on these other platforms and, and various various yeah. places and i was yeah i was quite surprised to be greeted with the various smiling faces of all of our lovely famous content creators it's kind of fun to see them in a a more chilled environment and the ability I could, I could see what they were going for, but I think it's because it was so, it was the first iteration that nobody really knew what they were really there for. It was, mm-hmm. imagine that everybody in, in that world suddenly just got teleported into a warehouse yeah. and yeah. just trying to figure out what they're really there for. Where I think once people got into it a little bit, it actually started to get a bit more, a bit more fun. But for, for anybody who didn't see it, it was basically as far as I can tell, some kind of group where a subset of the big content creators can just freestyle put in some voice video notes into each other and anybody can kind of reply. I wasn't entirely certain of the format, but there would just be various 
posts in by by Thessaly, by the guys at BSG, by Nikita, Clean, whoever, and it was kind of a bit of a free for all of, of their faces and twenty second clips of Glorious E going to the gym and stuff. And I'm here for it. It was it was it was funny, and I can see how there could be some cool stuff because there was some freeform stuff and Nikita asking questions. Uh, sorry, answering questions about hmm. things in the game too. So there's definitely some potential there. But I think yeah, the first one maybe took people a bit by surprise because the one i'd never end up joining it but the one i saw was from bsg's tiktok that they posted on twitter and I, at least i think that's i got that right and it was just sort of like scrolling through each of the messages like it was first like pastilli or someone and someone else and like annie and then like veritas and but it was just kind of weird because you know like you were saying none of them really knew what to do so they were just sort of like hey guys are like you know, being funny and just like looking at the camera, doing some weird face or and I just like, I don't get it. You know, I was like, I was so disappointed, man. I was so disappointed, honestly. But, but if, you know, whatever, I mean, I, I think, I guess you can join it and like follow the, yeah. the group chat essentially. So mm -hmm. maybe, maybe they'll, they'll develop more and it'll get interesting, but yeah, exactly. I think it was supposed to be just a bit of fun. So yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be too, I don't want to be too harsh on it, but I was exactly like, yeah. it was one of those things that I wasn't expecting it at all, and was mm -hmm. sort of taken by surprise, and thinking, "What is this?" when I <laughs> when I was watching it, which was kind of the the emotion I was trying to convey most, rather than anything else. I do I think it's kind of it could be it could be an interesting thing, and that informality is is cool in some settings. Maybe it was sparked off by. Pestley's kind of face Twitter posts that he does because <laughs> it was sort of like that but everybody yeah you know, I, I think before he goes live or whatever I think I set myself up for a bad experience because I was expecting I was still thinking of like the discord webhook integrations I was thinking they're going to use telegram to send out um, updates and alerts to their game API to go into the hideout or something. So when I saw all of the content creators and their faces, I was just like Omega disappointed, you know, not not to like <laughs> hate or criticize any one of them. But I I sort of through my misunderstanding of what the actual program was designed for, I had some bad expectations. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a video like when they started off TikTok or some little piece of lore or something, but but whatever. Yeah, it is. That is what it is. Right. So unless you had anything pressing that you wanted to bring up first, there was an interesting post that somebody made to me on okay. YouTube, which was, so he said, he said to me, how does this even happen? He was like, I was in factory and I was playing with the shotguns and I had Palaver three slugs. And I bummed into a dude who was fairly kitted and shot him in the head in his level three helmet. And he died from blood damage. Oh, interesting. And he was streaming at the time. Oh, really? So, so he, he sent me the clip and said, here you go. And the guy was quite surprised and said, oh, this dude might be hacking or something. And then went to look into it. but. It's quite an it's quite an interesting thing. So, Flavor Three Slugs 
Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Have, <laughs> I think they have a zero percent chance to pen class three. I don't know. Is it zero? Oh yes, but flavor three is only seventeen. It's only seventeen pen, so it's very low. It's a very very low chance. I'll 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 whip it up on here um, in two seconds. Okay. To see exactly exactly what the pen chance is, but it's I don't I don't think it's very high. Flavor three, yeah. So it's one point three percent chance to pen. Not that that happened anyway, because you can see from the death screen when the streamer was going through his stats, he had full full hate, head HP by the way, because that was something else I went back and looked for the the whole raid to make sure that either he wasn't hurt before or hadn't got blunt damage in some well not blunt damage but spread damage from something else and like had CMS his sure. leg but then hadn't fixed his head maybe and then got shot in the head but there was none of that and the guy was at full health and he came around the corner in forklifts and yeah got one tapped by our man with with these flavor threes which is which is kind of interesting now the only way that this could happen and this is actually quite a a well it's a takeaway that I didn't expect but the flavor threes do 140 damage. Yeah. And that basically means that the blunt damage through... So, okay, so the blunt damage through this particular helmet must be enough to kill the guy in one shot. Now, let me add a critical piece of information here, which makes the story more interesting. The guy was using the Ronin head covering helmet, the, the oh, level three one. That's even more interesting. <laughs> yeah. So what it looks like is that helmet in particular mm-hmm. lets through a lot more blunt damage. So when they change, you know, when they change the armor, so that certain some armors give, take take more blunt or pass more blunt damage through to the user, like rigs. I think that this Ronin helmet is also one of these that so, passes through more blunt damage to the end user. Are you saying that? Because my understanding is when they did that change, that was only for armored rigs, not for the whole material type system is that correct well they changed a few things because even the gazelle got buffed then but i think that maybe this is a very specific situation maybe the ronin has always had a terrible blunt damage throughput or i should say a a high number of blunt damage throughput somewhere Mm. so that damage goes through because (laughs) using the flavor threes with 140 damage the the blunt throughput doesn't even need to be that high before you die instantly, <laughs> which is quite funny. But it, this definitely happens. So you only need, yes, yeah, it's, it's exactly, if it was exactly 25% and there wasn't any damage fall off, which there might well be. But anyway, so if, if it was somewhere around 25 or higher, so 25 to 30% blunt throughput, then you can die in one hit, play with threes in the head using that particular helmet, because I don't think it happens with other helmets. So this one in particular, the Ronin must have a a very, well, mu- yeah, must have a very bad throughput for the for the user. So you're saying there's an individual throughput m- modifier on the helmet, not related to the material type? Correct, I believe so for blunt oh. damage in particular, because that is the case for. I went back and watched Voxy's video from a while ago when they put this in place in right at the beginning, and certain well different armors have different values for this blunt throughput and it depends on even though they're the same class and same material type yes there's a there's another statistic for blunt throughput and so 
the gazelle is better. It's actually the best class five on blunt throughput from in-game testing. It lets through less than any of the others. But is there a class five that's also made of ceramic? I can't remember. I don't think so. That would be my question is taking, because the reason why I say that is the Ronin helmets, its material type is Aramid, mm. which is unique to that helmet, I want to say. So I was curious if, because that material is really... Well, helmets possibly. It's very repairable, and it's actually quite good in general, but it's not used in anything above class 2, because the packer is also Aramid, I believe. Yes. The pack is Aramid, and... Mm, is I guess, the, other I guess the other class 2 Aramid? I don't yeah, remember. I want to say so. Let's have a look here. So I got... Oh, this is armored rigs. This is regular rigs. We need... Vest. Um, and oh, 3M is Aramid, sorry. 3M is Aramid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, they don't have sortable by material type on here. Yeah. Anyways. Interesting. But anyway. Yeah, exactly. So interesting. I'm I'm pretty sure from his video that there's a series of different blunt throughputs. Not not that it matters most and this is the thing, not that it matters most of the time. Because mm. to die to blunt damage you need there needs to be <clears throat> a lot of damage in general. And normally you've just right. died from penetration. <laughs> right, right. So it's only in those cases where you have very high it's it's like Magnum buckshot to the chest or something over and over and over again through a slick or something. Yeah. yeah. Or to be fair, even through something like a trooper potentially, where you might die. You might die from that. But I'm pretty sure that that is the case. And and that to me means that I think the Ronin isn't 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 very good for, for that. Because it's one that's always been interesting because it doesn't give you any kind of visor noise or anything and it's covering the whole head. It's like having a face shield across the whole the whole head without having to eyes, yeah. jaws, um nape, top of the head, ears. Except for, except for the old lower nape, obviously. <laughs> of course. You, know, you can always get lower naped. But yeah, I thought it was interesting because that one is... It's always been too expensive to really use properly, but it's one that I've always thought, huh, that's maybe an interesting choice to make if you want to have complete coverage, but you don't care about having class four or something, which I think class four is pretty good, to be fair. But it's an interesting one in, in that sense because the guy definitely died to blunt with with that slug and i don't think that happens with any other helmet i really don't yeah and so there's there's definitely something funny going on there and i think it's the blunt throughput value on that hmm. i really I, th- I think that's the case i think that is the case but yeah i thought uh, that was a, an interesting one to me that i was investigating a little bit this week pretty uh yeah it's cool i've, I've always wanted to make that helmet work but it's kind of a weird Maybe this swipe, it, it would have been a good helmet to, to do, but I don't even know when you unlock it, actually. I'm not sure either. Our chat's saying that LCSHZ, the LSHZ light helmet is also level 3 hour mid. Hmm. That'd be a one so, to it's testable. see. Yeah, interesting. It is actually testable. 
the Ragman 3, you get the barter for it, which is four screws, red, red handle screwdrivers, four wrenches, and one metal cutting scissors, which... It's quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting helmet because it doesn't have a lot of penalties. I mean, yes, you can't wear ears and it has high sound reduction, but you don't have a visor. You, you know, turn speed isn't... It's only minus 10% turn speed, not that bad. I've used it before, but it, it does feel a little silly back in the old days where you had access to tons and tons of good ammo, so yeah. maybe next swipe I'll give it a go report. I did want to ask you about something I was looking into, which was, and you mentioned the AP 6.3 craft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because it's a really weird craft. You can't buy the ammo from traders at all. At all, at all. You mean AP six three? Yes. Sorry, yeah. did I say something else? Yes. Sorry. AP no, no, no. I thought I thought maybe you meant the because I couldn't remember what was in the craft, and um, and some of the crafts need other ammo. No, that's not the case, is it? On this one, actually, that's not the well, case. That's, yes. Sorry, that's the ATPAP. So I couldn't remember what the craft was. I couldn't remember whether ACPAP went into this one or whether it was the other way around. It's actually the other way around. So the AP six point threes, you can turn those into ACPAPs. For the it doesn't, it doesn't AP. matter. Yeah, it it doesn't matter. I thought for a second you were potentially saying that's one of the ingredients you couldn't you couldn't buy, but that's not the case. So we'll we'll move on. Well, it, there is some relevance there because it is kind of a weird thing. You craft the ammo, and then take that ammo and use it in because it's banned from the flea, also, right? So you would you craft the AP six point three to then use it in another craft craft the ap ammo but you you i don't know all right so let me let me start from the beginning so it takes eight eight hours to make 150 rounds of ap 6.3 right and going mm -hmm. from today's prices okay hawkgun powders around 30k and you need 400 rounds of pstzh which is uh 25k so what is that? Um, quick math. 60 plus 25, that's 85. That's 85,000 rubles is your input. And you're going to get 150 rounds of AP 6.3. So we'll divide that by okay. 150, right? To see how much we're, we're paying per bullet. Okay. And you get 566.6666 remaining rubles. Per bullet, you're you're essentially paying that much for the price. Now, <laughs> let's say you unlock Peacekeeper Three. Is it? I think it's three. Yes. <laughs> he sells forty-five AP for five hundred and ninety-three rubles, five dollars, right? So to me, it just seems a little weird that why would you do this craft to get a nine mil? ammo i mean granted it's nine mil so maybe you know you can't put 45 into certain nine mil guns yes nine mil shoot faster i get it but anyways it's a it's a lesser it's like it can barely penetrate class three all right i use i've been using it and i shot this guy point blank in resort i snuck up on him he, i i i thought he was a giga chad i'm not gonna lie because i had a vector nine mil vector with a drum mag and I mag dumped him, and he was not dying, Giga. I was, yep. I was like, 
fearful. And I'm like less than five meters. Like I'm literally up the stairs on in resort, the the, the stairs that lead up to the different floors. I'm like creeping up from the basement of the stairs and he's just like, he's in the hall. He's across from the stairs. He's like in a bathroom closet looking down the hallway. He doesn't, he's oblivious to me, but I can tell he's got a, a helmet on, like a, a beefy helmet with a face shield. But I'm just like mag dumping him and he freaks out. He turns and starts shooting at me and I'm like slowly backing down the stairs because I was creep walking up the whole time. So I'm like, oh God, he's not dying. I need to retreat. He dies at like the last bullet. I go to loot him. He's wearing a class three armor, dude. It's like the one you get from level one prepper, the the barter for the uh the uh what is it? The red propane tank. Oh, the propane tank? Yes. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, dude, this guy was tanking. I mean, he I'd zeroed out his armor completely, but his armor almost saved his life. It was it was insane. So it's like this ammo is so bad. <laughs> Especially because the ballistics this wipe. You're losing that that pen. You're probably like as soon as you come out the barrel, it's probably twenty seven, twenty eight pin at like close up, maybe even worse, dude. You you might be able to pull out some quick mass for me, but it's like why? Okay, let me let me say like this: PSG, can we please add this back to traders for four dollars around? Maybe I don't know. Ever maybe buff the craft? It would really help us out. Thank you, Nikita. It doesn't make sense to have the craft that way around, right? Because the, I think, again, this is another one of those. The vector and the drum broke the nine mil <laughs> category entirely. There's needs to be some way to fix it because they added seven and thirty one, which has now been renamed to PBP, and mm-hmm. I actually don't think AP six point three was the problem. I think PBP was the problem really. AP 6.3 has never been very good. It it's, has always been yeah. a false sense of security, in my opinion, because it really struggles with class 4. Everybody wears class 4 these days, and it's yeah. a 9% pen chancel or something like that. It's it's actually pretty disgusting, because it only has... Um, what is, what's the pen on, on this? It's 30. Oh, so oh, okay. the 731 is 39. Yeah. So it's so it's better than BT. Right? That stuff was that stuff was insane. People just used to get hosed down with that with the vector. Yeah. But but AP six three is thirty. And yeah, you said, you know, look at the, the quick maths, whatever. If you get to fifty <laughs> meters, it's twenty eight. So twenty five meters is, is twenty you already lose so you lose one pen. You're losing a pen right. every twenty five meters, something like that. And you're down from fifty two damage to forty eight damage. So it it scales down quite quickly. So a twenty eight pen, you're not really penning anything. You're getting through that pack armor, yay! Like, I yeah, it's just it yeah. feels, it's just like where it's placed at in the game currently. Treat it as if it's like this god tier round. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, guys, guys, we cannot have too much AP six point three for the round. You're only limited to craft one hundred and fifty per eight every eight hours. <laughs> like, dude, this stuff's insane. <laughs> but in reality, it's like kind of hot trash. Like, I kind of, I don't know. I just feel like it should be back. Make it, um, see, I don't even think they could, like, remove it from from the flea market. Sorry, unban it from the flea market, because I still think, I don't think anyone would craft it, and the people that do craft it would probably just over, overprice it, because the input's so high already. Like, you need 400 rounds to get 150 <laughs> rounds out of it. Like, it's kind of weird, but I don't know. Base, 
basically what I'm saying is you literally are just better off crafting anything else that makes money and using that money to buy 45 AP from Peacekeeper. Yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, or, or let's not even say that. Use, you know, because you have to work to get that unlock from Peacekeeper, right? Use any uh -huh. other caliber. Don't bother with 9 mil because you're, you're paying almost 600 rubles around for something that's doing like tickling them like it it just it really doesn't add up and the crazy part too is like you can get rip ammo off the flea market for a little bit cheaper than that and i just i don't know man something about that i guess it's kind of the same thing you know we talked about earlier just how these things get over i don't know if it's over nerfed or if it's just i don't they they, they don't get they don't get it's like they they nerf it and then problem solve and it just like fades into obscurity. That that's the stuff that just like kind of bums me out because I I actually kind of liked AP six point three back in the day. Um, it wasn't the most attractive thing because it it was like slowly it kept getting nerfed. Like once honestly, what ruined it was seven and thirty one coming out because seven and thirty one came out and then they were nerfing seven and thirty one and then people were still like mixing the two ammos and so they were like okay well now we all got a nerf 730 n31 and we also got a nerf um ap 6.3 because they're still putting in their vectors you know anyway so yep. vector because i i exactly. actually liked using ap 6.3 and and treating it as like okay i'm going to use a very low recoil mp5 sd or something like this and i just have i just have to be shroud i just have to shoot him in the face you know as yep. long as they're not wearing alton then i'm i'm okay you know that was always the way it was, and that's the thing. I think nine mil has kind of been destroyed this wipe because of that. Absolutely, so it's the problem because it's the starter bullet in many ways, but also it goes in the vector, which ruined everything. Nine mil was perfectly balanced before the vector came out, it's even with seven and thirty-one. Even when even when seven thirty-one came out, it was actually okay until the vector arrived, and then it just destroyed everything. But then I, I, I there's handful of times that i've seen people running the vector i've probably run the vector more than i've seen other people <laughs> running the vector and i used it right at the beginning on factory just to kind of mess around with pst rounds but the problem is with these crafts and the way that they're set up is that the only reason why the vector was so good in the first place was because the fire rate was so high which made up for the slightly lackluster rounds because even even pvp is not the best round in the entire world it's good no doubt about it but it's not it's it's not insane. It's definitely not a meta round, so to speak. But the vector has a meta fire rate, which caused PvP then to be very good, and it put it on par with the P90 and the MP7 and a few other things. Yeah, which is why it ended up being so crazy. Because before then, as you're saying, with the MP5 SD, which I used to love running either PvP or AP6.3 or a mixture of both, mm -hmm. it was it was great. It was it was really good. Honestly, it was super super good. I mean, just for a quick comparison to show you how crazy the difference is. And I don't really understand. I guess it's the drum. It must be. It's the drum that killed yeah. it. So AP 6.3, 52 damage and 30 pen. PVP, 52 damage and 39 pen. ACP AP, 38 pen, which one less than PVP, 70 damage. It's it's wild. Like ACP AP is yeah, way better really than 9 mil. Really good. It's really, really good. And then because of the way that the recoils ended up working, 
-hmm. the UMP, which last wipe was complete and utter trash and no one ever wanted to use it ever, has turned into total sort of, I don't know, go to the go to SMG to yeah, use so. either as a sidearm or main it because of the low fire rate is benefiting recoil so heavily. There are so many things that talk of such a weird game for kind of thresholds and breakpoints and that kind of stuff. And we've talked about this a lot around penetration of armor, around pen values, 37 pen, the sensitivity of pen and all this kind of stuff. But the same thing applies for weapons too. So something like the M4s, which are completely out of fashion now entirely. I never really hear the M4 go off yeah. at all in my raids. The, the problem with that is that when you're making budget builds, I used to love making budget builds for the M4 because pretty much no matter what you did at level three traders, you would get to somewhere between 50 and 55 recoil and 50 and 55 ergo. Pretty much no matter what you did. I've tried millions of different attachments, different stocks, mm -hmm. four grips, but they're all in the same level of recoil yeah. reduction. And so you always end up getting to the same place normally. The only reason as to why you can make the damn thing into a meta laser is because you need the Altor receiver upper, which is super high level and you can't get it till the end. You need the SI advanced tube. You can't get that yep. until the end either. And potentially you know, the longer barrels, which you can only get near the end. And with those three attachments, that actually changes the it changes the math quite significantly because the, the especially the Ultor, because you end up with I think it's minus five percent recoil or something, and it's decent so between been. those three parts because that's I think that's five. I think the SI advance is four, and the longer mm -hmm. barrel. But even even just between those two, the nine percent recoil reduction between those takes your fifty recoil weapon and takes it into the high thirties. And that was always the, the difference. That was always the big difference. But the problem now is that those 50 to 55 recoil and ergo M4s, they just feel awful. They feel so bad now because of that threshold. But you can't bump it down into the mid-40s without using these meta parts. It just isn't yeah. really possible to make that gun anymore. And yeah. so it's just been relegated and no one bothers using it anymore. And what's even the point when you can just use a, a UMP as chat was saying, you grab the knives from fence and you buy this thing for about 28k or something, and then you put ACPAP in it and it rips people. Yeah. It's crazy. So there's all these changes, and, and this craft is suffering, as you say, from over nerfs, where I don't think it's I don't think it's necessarily a lack of foresight, so to speak. It's just very hard to predict these kind of changes. Absolutely. It's one of those things where, yeah, a few things change. They make a few tweaks in a few areas, but it turns out that some of the changes compound on top of each other and you end up, whoa, okay, we've ended up all the way over here where we didn't really mean to be um, because now we've nerfed the ammo, we've nerfed the guns, we've nerfed the recoil, we've nerfed everything. It's like, okay, we're all the way out here. And now we need to kind of bring it back. I think they should bring back, I think they should bring back a, look, if if ACPAP is on Peacekeeper 3, <laughs> AP 6.3 at least should be back on Peacekeeper 4, at least. At least, like, don't you don't need to bring back PvP because that round is two. <laughs> but somewhere in the traders, I think AP six point three yeah, should sure. should be. I, I don't think it should be a very long craft that requires you to because nobody, as you as you said, no one's going to do it, and so it's just it's just gone. People would yeah. rather craft wires out of power cords and buy ACP AP instead from Peacekeeper. Yeah, and run those. And so this is another thought I've had. But you you can make you can make valid arguments, I think, for doing it. But for example, the BP craft, right? 
So it takes, God, I can't believe it takes, actually it takes this long, but it takes 16 hours. Um, let me pull it up here so I can get a better view. Workbench. Okay. So it takes 16 hours, right? And 40 minutes to craft 120 rounds. Now, granted, your inputs are, you, you basically end up inputting, well, let's just see here. So we'll say green gunpowder is 35,000 times two, and you need two blues. And we'll say, uh, we'll say, we'll, we'll keep it simple. So 12,000, um, yeah. so it'd be 24,000. Tell me I hit add to that. Did I hit add to that? Oh my god! I'm all right. Hold on. Let's start over. So twenty four thousand <laughs> plus seventy thousand. I did not hit add to that. Okay, so ninety ninety four thousand is our input. Okay, we're gonna get one hundred and twenty rounds. So we're getting per round. We're getting seven hundred and eighty three rubles per round over the course of sixteen hours. Though now you can argue that oh, if you're gonna go to bed, you should do the craft. That way you have it. You know, sort of like your off time, right? And I think that makes sense. But for me, what makes more sense for me, at least, is I'll just cycle between wires and power cords and make, you know, God, I don't even know, 24K an hour. I don't, I don't know what, what that works out to. But I'll, I'll generate money that way and then go buy it from Prapper every four hours he resets because he sells it. At level four prepper, you gotta have the Punisher quest line done. But he sells it for a thousand rubles and some change. But I, I can just get way more in that period of time by just cr crafting something completely. It's like it's I don't know. It just it's weird, man. It doesn't really make a. I don't know. Like I said, you you can argue to do the craft at night, but this is the, it's always the argument about opportunity cost within the hideout. Though. This is the thing. It's sure. you pick the highest amount of money per hour spent while you're on, and then you pick the highest absolute amount of money while you're off. And whether that's BP, whether it's any of the other crafts, it doesn't. Well, it's actually almost unrelated that it is the BP craft in some ways. It just so happens that you bypass the step of buying it from Prapple. <laughs> Does that make yes, sense? Yes, because you're the most economical craft. Then you'll just do that one. You just didn't need yeah. to buy them. Let's see. I don't. Let's see if it is the most economical. Because that's that's the thing is like, since you can't sell it for money, you're exclusively crafting it for utility, right? Because mm. you, I mean, you can't like you can vendor it, but you're going to be in a negative. So if you're exclusively crafting it for utility, you're essentially just paying the cost per per round, how much the craft costs. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like I don't know, man. I just, I, I just, yeah. I guess you can't. All right, well, let's see here. The most profitable craft is. Um, I wish there was a reset all button because I have numbers in these. But in terms of straight profit, so it looks like no, because you can't sell the SP six. So it looks like it's probably the green battery. Let me just clear out some of these things. These prices I got set. So just in raw output, the green battery takes five hours to craft. So you craft that overnight, and you get 
218,000 rubles. Okay. So then the next day, let's say you get three proper resets in to buy the ammo, BP. And you wouldn't happen to have proper BP unlocked, would you? <laughs> I wonder oh, I how actually... many... You I actually do, but um, because of the half an hour timer, my my game is closed, so I'll, I'll reopen it. But I think it's I think it's about one thousand one hundred, roughly. And you you well, said that based on the craft at the moment, it's about seven thirty, was it? Yeah, seven thirty three. And and what? How many can you buy from the trader from Prapper? I wonder. Oh, I don't I don't know. But what does that matter? Because what really matters is how many you get in the craft. Because the craft gives you one hundred and twenty. Did you say yes? Because you're kind of making, if you're, this is the thing, the assumption that you're going to make BP for use and you you want, and BP is your end goal, then you, then the, the money that you make is the money that you save, which is 370 around times 120, which is 44K. Okay. Yeah. That's a good way of doing that. So yeah, it would just be better to do the green bat. You do the trade. green battery trade and then you go and buy it with the craft it. and then you go and buy it from, from Prapper afterwards for, I have it, uh, uh, is it on three? Oh, yeah, it's on three. Oh, it's one one six one. So it's a, a bit higher actually. Yeah, one one six one. And but then how many? That actually you... just makes it better to do right the craft of bows. Um, that's seven thirty. I'm just going to go back to it. It's times one one twenty. So okay, so that's that's fifty two k then. That's fifty two k. And the green battery was how much? It's a lot now. 55 or, or yeah sorry 218 just pure yeah. profit not you know rubles per hour yeah so you're better off doing that one overnight and then going and buying your bp afterwards so you can buy 120 from him that's it assume- oh okay so all you need is one reset <laughs> yeah so i and someone in your chat pointed out a good made a good point um Cornelicious says, I wish the crafts were all for utility, not just max my profit, but then I can't watch Airwing Marine do his hideout craft run down. <laughs> That's hilarious. And That's I, okay. I I, kind of feel the same as I kind of feel like there's, I don't know, it's tough because I like both sides of the equation, but at the end of the day, it's just objectively better, I think, in most scenarios to just do the thing that gives you the most money because mm-hmm. money is the ultimate utility craft i can get the majority of things of money not not this wipe so much um there's a bit of a caveat to that you need money and xp to get the majority of, of things yeah being trader trader lock items so Wild, it's wild Tarkov man just yep. like it's an inner web of things one, exactly one thing gets changed and this is why broken Nikita was talking about how last wipe the meta was rubles and how he wanted to change that because it's not quite like that anymore as he said it still is at the top level because the barters are in their ways <laughs> for the market to continue to price sure. the items but keep the trader level progression in place that's what it's done effectively it's kept the hybrid. trader levels in place yeah but allowed the market to price the items through virtue of pricing the underlying items because the underlying items 
are not useful to players that don't have the yes. traders at the right yes. level, which is quite interesting. But there was somebody was posting, um, I think it was Mello actually posted on Twitter saying, what would happen if you made all of the, all of the barters in the game finding rate only? And everyone said, oh, well, they'd need complete rebalancing because it would break everything and it would all be like the barters would be done off RNG rather than, I don't know, a fairer system or something. And whilst I do agree with them, it needs quite a bit of rebalancing. And I think I think we spoke before about having different tiers of items, maybe, and you could hand in different items from the same tier or something that the trades would accept yeah, either do remember that. any of the cigarettes or something like that. But again, it made me think and revisit my idea behind 7N31 being the perfect... Is it 7N31? Have I got, have I got 9 mil stuck in the brain? Yeah, the new ammo for 545. Five. There's uh, 7N39? Uh, 7N40. Sorry, 7N40. I've got 9 mil stuck in the brain. Yeah, 7N40, the new round. The new round that you can't find anywhere. There's no barters. There's no crafts. You can't buy it from traders. You can only find it within... In raid. Boxes, in raid, and airdrops, and that's about it. Question that, words to me and maybe quest boards. That, to me, is the perfect contender for a finding raid barter to test the system, to see how many people actually go out yeah. and try to find the items, you know? And you yeah. can even have it on a rotation or something so that the items change every week or, or whatever, I don't know. Maybe it'd, be, maybe it'd be too easy, but you could make it really expensive. You could make it lots of different items, so you have to really go on a quest to go and find it. And imagine if you did do that and it was only one reset per week or something. I don't know. There's lots of ways that you could still restrict there it is. a lot, but make it around that people can actually use rather than using three per mag at the top. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a... It's like so... Ex they're, they're like so different exchange on the spectrum. You know, it's like on one hand, rip ammo, for example, for 9 mil, you could buy on the flea market, you buy from traders, you could find an array. Like you, you could get so much of it. You could run 9 mil rip ammo all day. 7 and 31, you probably have to spend like a good week of like hardcore gaming hours, you know, just like at the grindstone, just like that was your only goal to be able to run a single kit with seven and 40 and all your mags. Like it would it'd be such a task. So it, it, the dichotomy there is just like way opposite ends of the spectrum. And, and as you're saying, having something where it's like, you can work towards it and it's a fine, it's a barter trade that has to be found on raid. So you, you can't just do any any type of work because that's kind of how the the flea market works right now. You, you show you show your work through rubles and how you get the rubles. There's tons of different ways to do that work. You could go play a scav. You could go play a PMC. You could have stuff in your container that you die with and sell to the vendor. Um, you could craft stuff, sell stuff. You know, there's there's tons of ways. So you can loot anything and then sell it and then buy whatever you want that's available to you to be bought. Whereas this system you're describing is something where we're gonna we're gonna sell you this really valuable thing, but you have to go loot these specific items. It's almost like a, it's literally a quest, you know. Yeah. But it's but it's continual, and as you said, they mm -hmm. can do it where it changes. Like friend of, friend of mine, Ark Messer, talking to him and and him showing me some of his stuff he's worked on. He actually approached me with this idea where you have finding raid barters you know that way players aren't able to gamify it you know having them them you know you got to survive basically to or get it from a question reward to be able to use it yeah. and they rotate you know that way you you know if it's like pack of nails 
and that's the barter, then people are just going to hit uh, toolboxes every like it's like it's you know they're be all over ollie like the lobby's gonna be full of people going exactly. to ollie. but if you have a rotating you know maybe one day it's it's nails and cigarettes the next day it's um you know hand drills and and uh power banks or something then it's like it it, it makes it evolving and interesting and feels fresh it's not the same old you know system that we've been playing with where yeah Prices get linked to one item, and then a new barter's added, and then it uses that same thing, and then all of a sudden, the price gets shot up. And like Soleil was, there's the barter for the the paids, yeah. And they used to be at the price of Soleil was a little bit cheaper, but then they added impact grenades. And at the time when they added, it was one paid, and people were buying up paids like crazy, and the price skyrocketed to like sixty eight k. Were paid, so it completely killed the Salewa barter. I feel bad for the people that didn't know any better because they don't even—they can't even—they're not high enough level to even see that that barter exists, you know. So they're thinking, yeah. "Oh, I'm going to take this paid and get a Salewa." It's like rip—you <laughs> just lost a ton of value right there, dude. That thing's <laughs> worth way more than what you think. So, yes, yeah, um, it is interesting. I, I'm because I'm I'm not opposed to making things difficult to get, but I think having them. It's a good test because having them so rare that you can't even think about using them, I don't think is that great. And also the ways that you get them is very random. You can't be even remotely specific about it. I, I don't want people farming a particular drop. It goes in right. Kibber and you have you farm it as a five man and everyone goes there because it's one specific spawn. That's not really what I want. It's more that... I don't just say, okay, well, any airdrop and it could be in any bag randomly. That's just too wide. You can't, you can't hunt for that. It randomly happens when you're not looking for it and you think, oh, okay, I've got 30 of these, but you weren't really looking for it. So it doesn't feel as exciting. I don't know. I'd, I'd like some, some way to get it. And if you're looking for it in terms of a finding raid barter, then at least you feel like you're making progress towards something that you want. You can do it piece by piece as well. Potentially you have to get those items out to make it worthwhile. I think it'd be kind of cool. There's some other contenders for it too. I was looking at, and I'm slowly starting to put together my new tier five guide because it's a bit different, this wipe and going through it and checking out the various things. There are three tier five armors that are impossible to buy. It is not possible to buy them at all. Killer, obviously. Right. Because it's just not on the fleet. And the only way that you could get it before was from Killer himself. Mm-hmm. the defender 2 defender yeah which never had any trader um barters right. for or, or purchases but it was found on scavs relatively often enough that people would put it up on the flea market mm-hmm. and the other one is the middle gen 4 not the big one really and not the mobility but the one in the center is it i can't remember if it's i'm not really a gen 4 user but it's either salt or um or the other one it's, it's the one in the center but there's nothing else there there's no barters for it. You can't get it at all. There's, I actually had, I got one from a Ragman quest. I think it's a quest reward, but there's That's no way to get it otherwise. Probably, which is one. interesting. I didn't realize this, but there's there's three. There's three armors that are impossible to source outside of raid and killer. I mean, very difficult Gen- to to find killer these days. Anyway, yeah, um, so I've it's... not seen a defender. I've not seen a defender wearing scab for a long time. I think mostly that's like cultists and like scav bosses, minions type of stuff. I think so, yeah. I think so. So those armors have become super, super duper rare. And in those situations, I wouldn't mind there being a finding raid barter for those. 
So the items that have been completely removed, I don't even mind there being a finding raid barter for killer armor in some ways, because it gets passed down through some supply chain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Killer respawns millions of times anyway, so it's not really immersion breaking to have multiple copies of his armor around. I don't know. It's it's fine. I just like that. Maybe maybe not killer, but maybe the other two. Maybe the other two that'd be finding raid barters. It just seems like the perfect candidate because you can't get them any other way. So it seems like there's no real issue in putting them in in that sense because you're hardly increasing the the supply of them and you get to test out a cool new system i don't know i think it'd be good yeah maybe i part of me likes the fine and rate system um part of me doesn't because it just kind of feels bad that you know if i get a player with killer armor and i want to sell in the flea market i can't because it doesn't have a check mark and you know i i did the work but i can't actually i have i only have one option realistically to use it i mean i guess you could sell it but to the vendor do you think though that the the game plays better without the flea being fully open in this wipe because i i do oh. Um, I think that there's nothing inherently wrong with player trading. So I don't think that's the issue. And I don't, and I don't necessarily think people are saying that, but I, I think that kind of gets lost over. I just think that once you're out of the raid, your there is no negatives to doing player trading like it's only a positive thing you only gain i mean yes you're, you're trading money for stuff but i guess i'm saying like fine and raid means that i have to go in the raid and risk something flea market is sort of like the after side of that right Sure, but I think the problem is the ability to turn rubles into or any item into any other item. I think that's the, that's the issue. Using money as the ultimate conversion from any item to any other item, as well as potentially a lack of scarcity within the loot pool, which is its own problem, which is the reason why those items are there in the first place. You, you could say, well, anybody can go and buy military tubes, but there aren't that many, and that's the reason why the price is so high. So there are ways to balance this, I suppose. But doing it in a way because that's the way that this wipe is working right is that the that ease of moving between one item and another has been removed for anything remotely good and you only get that much later on when you're unlocking stuff near the top it's changed the way that this wipe plays out significantly and i still think that we're probably entering into a time that's going to be quite tough for for a lot of players but the more I think about it, a ton of guys just maxed out to the end game anyway. And lots of people were playing end game content when no one else was and kicking the shins of all the lower levels before. So mm. I'm not sure how, actually how much different it's going to be, this wipe. <laughs> as, as much from my doomsday predictions previously <laughs> as to the mid game. Yeah, it's kind of hard to say um, because they have played with the stocks. Of traders, like I don't know if you noticed this, but 
fuel is kind of hard to get from the prepper barter. Yeah. Um, like you kind of have to camp the trader. I've heard pretty much everyone say that the slicks are always out of stock. The slick trade from Ragman. And you got to think we're only like 40 days into the wipe and people are already complaining about that. So, and that, you know, that kind of tells me, I mean, I, I just, I honestly feel like we're pretty much in late game mode. I, I don't want to say that because I know not everyone's there, but I, I feel that the late game now is different than late game of last wipe. You know, instead of seeing slicks everywhere, I'm seeing a lot of class four rigs, a lot of meta guns. Um, at least in my rage, anyways. You know, the new that it's like the new norm is no longer M sixty one slick. It's like M sixty two AACP rig or or the TV one ten. You know, and and occasionally, like I've, I've seen a couple Alton gamers recently, but. Um, granted, I was playing like I probably played like sixteen hours that day, dude. That day was crazy. So, and I was one of them myself. You know, I had a, I had some Alton stocked up. So, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say for me what that means, but I just. But my point being, I was trying to make earlier is, I think that if you had to. Like, yes, money is the ultimate thing, and maybe that is a problem, right? Because money can be used for anything. Like, realistically, what's money used for is traders and hideout upgrades. Like, outside of player trading, right? Yeah. Those are, like, the two things. And traders, in theory, are unlimited. They're, they're capped for reset. Globally, they have a global global supply, but in theory, they're unlimited as as the wipe goes on. Whereas the hideout is a one time purchase, mm-hmm. but it loses a little bit of value. But I feel like if you had to physically take the money to the location in the raid, to then buy the item, and then physically take that back. What that would mean to me is that military tube you were using earlier may or may not be priced at that same price point. I would suspect it'd be it would be a lot lower because you're paying I don't know, I could be wrong, but you're sort of risking a million rubles to go get the item, and then now you have a million rubles worth of item. To go take it back and secure it in your stash. You know, I just, I can't see prices being that insanely high. And I think what that also would do is, like, that player trading doesn't become instant and se- secure, free, I guess. There's, there's like, risk involved. You know, because it's like you pay, it's, it's, it's the, the old thing, man. It's like you... At least for me, I always typically go for the hideout upgrades, the GPU farm. That's like the first thing I prioritize because it's a once it's done, it's guaranteed. You know, it, sure, it may take 150 days, 200 days for it to start breaking even and making me money, but that's just a guarantee. 
Whereas me spending two hundred fifty dollars on sorry two thousand five hundred euros on an M four rubles numbers too many numbers man too many currencies <laughs> spending spending money on on an M four that I can then lose in a raid, you know I may, I may not get back insurance you know I spend money on the insuring someone may take it it's it's not a guarantee so I I I I, I don't know listening to nice guys. One of his videos, he th- I think he talked about some open world stuff. I really don't think yeah. we'll get there, but it's just weird because the thing, the problems that I see in Tarkov related around the economy, I don't see in these other games like Daisy mods where they have like Enray Traders or Rust. Even like it's crazy because Rust actually has a feature now where you can sit in your base and buy stuff, and they have a drone or like you have to pay a fee a drone that goes to the other person's base grabs the item takes it to this like central trading hub so you do have to go to the trading hub and get the item and then take it back to your base but it it, the old days it used to be like dude this guy's base is like on the other side of this giant map i gotta travel to like literally the arctic like you're in the starting zone where it's like forest and greenery he's in the arctic selling this thing you want so you gotta go all the way up north and if your base is in the starting zone, you got to like travel like it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. I think it's going to, we're just going to have to see what happens with open world and that kind of thing. I, I, I don't think, other than the new, new traders, I don't think that we'll see the existing traders in raid, but we'll, we'll have to see about that. But I don't know, man. I, I just feel that this wipe, it yeah. feels, I just think that the progression feels better. I think maybe for sure, and maybe I'm being, maybe I'm feeling extra optimistic about it today. Is that in previous wipes it was everything was locked except for the flea, but then it meant that everybody could buy stuff on the flea, good ammo usually, and, and small amounts of it. But the meta chads could still buy all the top level trader stuff, so they had all the good guns. Whereas this wipe, no one could buy anything from the flea except for the guys at the top who can buy all the good guns. But there's still enough. There's actually still enough. Decent choices like lower down the progression that you can you can still compete because it's as you're saying you're not seeing that many people wearing level six and some people are wearing class five, but most of the time it's still class four because it's just so much more economic. And I think part of the problem is that other time unless you're an ultimate gamer, you can still just get shot in the face, and it really diminishes the the ability of uh, class five and six armors to feel like they're good value. Um, which was kind of true in previous wipes, I suppose. Yes. But but people were the, the the guns that people were using were a bit different and stuff. I feel like it it changes it somewhat because before people were prioritizing like super high pen to get through the class six, you don't need to anymore. So you can use more routine rounds, and you can you, I don't know, you can use more shotguns but, and leg methods just getting stronger and stronger as the wipes have been going on. It's just like there's just a, a really wide variety of ballistics that are coming away these days. And with class four now being the thing, I just think there's, it's actually more, it almost feels like sort of fairer. I don't know. Even though, even though there's less access to those things, because there is a lot less access to the stuff right at the top, it's kind of pulled everybody back down, which has given everybody a chance to kill anybody, kind of. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Because they have effectively lowered it to four, and you get four earlier than you would get five or six in the past because i think yeah so but even i don't know even then i run five a lot do you run the karund 
Are you a Corund enjoyer? It Don't depends. tell me you're a Gazelle enjoyer. If I am using <laughs> class five, then I've sort of been using a bit of both actually. I haven't been I haven't been I haven't been specific to one in particular. Mm-hmm. Normally I run the Corund if I'm doing like SVD bigger guns because of the move yeah. speed penalty. And then I use the, the Gazelle if I'm doing AK-74N, SMGs, that kind of thing, because of the move speed. So I can move quicker and, and maneuver around the map. So DMR-type gameplay, I'm probably go Corund. Because also it works out that way too, because the Corund's got lower, the lowest durability of the whole grouping. But when you're at long range, what you really want to do is you want to take one solid shot from somebody firing M62 or something. And that's what you really want. Whereas at closer range, you kind of want the higher durability because you want to take that's true. five rounds of BT yeah. at point blank. Whereas the Corund will get shredded a bit too quickly. Whereas the Gazelle, um, has, it's, not, it's not amazing, but it does protect you a little bit more. And there's less blunt damage, as we were talking about previously from the Gazelle. It is, mm-hmm. it is better for that. And so you're less likely to die. I mean, it's it's one of those funny things because I've been looking at comparing them again. And it it really is that kind of like, the Gazelle is better in pretty much every way than the Corund, except for the economic com- components, which is repairability, the original purchase cost, um, and where it ends up going to when you repair it, right? But like, if you were to only play one raid and you had to pick between the two armors, you'd pick the Gazelle every time because it's better on all the stats. It has higher durability and it has lower blunt damage to so protect you more. So it's it's strictly better. It's strictly a better piece of armor. There is no, there is actually, I can't think of really anything that it's not better at except for it's smaller, which means it gets taken more often. There's a quest which people need to use to hand them in so people take them more often. The Corrin's, yeah, it's bigger, it's heavier, it's more weighty, whatever, And then, but it's cheaper to buy. And so that's the thing. It's kind of like, if you want to go economics, you tend to go current. If you want something that's going to perform slightly better, but you don't have the money to buy the Tactech, which, by the way, sells out in like 30 seconds, because I think there's about 200 every reset, which is insane. I managed to buy one because I sat there waiting. Or I put an alarm on and waited for it and clicked buy. And it's it, it's a, you know, two, two to three minutes. It's not an instant 15 second sellout, but you have to have all the items ready and if you buy yeah. your, your stuff at the right time, you can get it for 150k or something, which is pretty decent. But yeah. there's really not that much choice. This is what I've been coming to terms with after going through. And I'm not a level four ragman yet, but at level three ragman, you and Prapor, I suppose, because of the current, you either go in current, you're going Gazelle, maybe you get access to the Tactech. That's it. There's no, as as, there's no, nothing yeah. else you can do for level five. Yeah, there's nothing else you can do. Isn't and half there... of the level five has been removed completely. Um, there is actually no. There's a Gen Four barter. There is a Gen Four barter, sure, as well. but it's and really expensive. Buy, and you can buy the Redutem at 240k, so that you yeah. technically can buy those two. <laughs> but like, are you gonna are you gonna choose? Are you gonna choose those two? It's like quarter of a mil for Class Five armor. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The Redute was great when it was 130k. It was, and the Gen Four mobility was fantastic. Fantastic. And I thought before when this white hit was, oh, they're all, all, they're all going to be removed. And I was like, 240k for a reduce him on Ragman. That's completely insane. No one's ever going to buy that. And then, you know, looking at the various prices of things, you've got the two cheaper armors in the 
depends on whether you have 544 unlocked. But if you don't, then it, you're talking 120, 130 to 150-ish for those two armors. Tactics like 180, and you're thinking, okay, well, that's sort of the next one. The next jump up is the there's a reduce at 240. It doesn't seem that out of place anymore. It's kind of weird. I, I thought it was going to be wildly off, but it's really, yeah, it, it doesn't. I still don't think it's good value. I still don't think it's good Absolutely value. Absolutely not. But it doesn't feel as wildly out of line. And the Gen 4 is the same. The Gen 4 is about 240k because it's seven GP coins. So Yes, it's... but here's, here's where it gets a little more complex. If you go up to Ragman max level mm. and you do the Slick Barter or the... Oh God, doesn't he have another barter that's pretty good? Maybe not. I don't know. We'll just say this. Isn't isn't the slick butter really expensive now though? Because now it's uh, well, three troopers. See. Yes, it is three troopers. Not slickers. All right, so it is. It is okay. So it is three hundred seventy-five thousand by my numbers. So for a thousand rubles more, you can you can. Instead of getting a redut, you can get a a slick. Is that worth it? Uh, that's kind of tough to say. It's the problem. Know. It's like, what are you going to wear in your head at that point? This is the issue that I have. Yeah. Unless you're playing factory and you're or you're somebody who's used to wearing an alt in, and you're going to be playing in resort or dorms or something. What are you going to wear on your face? This is the big problem that I have when moving up armor classes because. 60% of my deaths are head eyes. I'm going to commit right now <laughs> to do samples. I'm committing. And I'm going to start running face shields and see. Because that's really going to be the, the big decider. Is the class 3 face shield going to be the difference maker this wipe? Because in past wipes, I've always felt like the class 3 face shield was just not worth. Because on average, everyone was using class 4 penetrating round bt is like technically class 3.5 so a bit of a dice roll bt and then five five six eight one but anyways so that's really going to be the question for me if to kind of answer what we're talking about here is this wipe more balanced which i think it is early i think i think we're gonna see problems later but anyways that's that's what I'm gonna do because I have been putting that quest off because I'm a little baby and I'm scared of labs. Okay, <laughs> I have black, so I should be able to do it in a reasonable amount of time. That's that's good. That's good. Yeah, because I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I don't even know how I'm gonna do this quest, but I need to think about it and actually look into doing it because it's one that I didn't complete it last wipe because I didn't have much time, and this wipe yeah. I think I might. Give it a go because, yeah, again, I think that it might be quite useful. And something that I've been interested in testing for a while, tons of people telling me that the condor glasses combined with the face shield gives you way more ricochets than you'd think. Tons of people telling me this. Airwing just it's got all one. anecdotal. Yeah, you just got one the other day. Too. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't know if he was running two. Mm. I think he was just running a U-lock, so maybe not quite what you're talking about there. Man loves a U-lock. I, I have another... 
on to on that note you buy an airframe you buy the visor you buy the ear cover and jaw cover because it actually you can wear headsets most headsets not all of them but you can wear headsets with that the downside is you know it it's a shared armor so if you get hit in the ear and it loses durability it's also losing durability for the jaw right mm-hmm. but anyways here's here's the meta you <laughs> airframe visor the jaw brace with the ear protection and the <laughs> sunglasses so if you get like you just i don't know if, how that works i had a buddy that used to do it and he like sweared by it back back when condors weren't in the game but like you know he would get like a his visor would take damage and his um jaw yeah what is it called but that that extra piece would also take damage and he would survive the chops, the chops. yes thank you thank you yeah, someone's saying maximum ricochet. I mean, it's so cheesy, but I yeah, that's that's why I'm gonna try that too. See how that works for me. But I think it might be it might work, you know, because you've got class four on the top and the nape. Yeah, you've then got class three with medium ricochet across the eyes and the jaws. You've then got class one with high ricochet underneath that for the eyes, Mm -hmm. and then you also have. I think is it medium ricochet for ears and jaws from the chops again, <laughs> which is so, class three. Yeah, it's, but it's class so three. Silly. So it's, it's kind of so like silly. Dude. Nothing is silly in the face of min maxing. <laughs> nothing is silly in the face of that. But I, that helmet is expensive. But we're not gonna have anything else to spend our money on. So yeah, I want to try it. I wanna, I've been interested in this for a while. <laughs> Oh, it's high ricochet. The chops is high ricochet, ears and jaws. I, uh, I did, I'm okay. The min maxer part's not silly. The stacking RNG, which I guess is min maxing, is silly, dude. Like, you just like, come on, lucky roll. Uh, all right, lucky roll number two. Uh, lucky roll number three. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it just gets better. It probably gets better the more that the more that you stack. I don't know how, I don't know exactly how it works in terms of whether it just stacks the ricochets or whether the second ricochet is more likely because yeah. the round has lower energy now. I'm, I don't know how that works precisely, but it'll be an interesting one to try. Because as I said, sure. lots of people were telling me that, and this wasn't with the multi-ballistic face shield. This was with just other face shields. They were saying having the condors on underneath mm-hmm. any other face shield, people were seeing way more ricochets than they would expect. Mm-hmm. And they were surprised. And tons of people, tons of people told me, it's when I made the visors video, tons of people reported this and said but and, and this is the thing that i i messaged back to quite a few people it is so hard to test it's so hard to test as soon as you don't get the result you're looking for which is most of the time the person you're testing with dies <laughs> unless you're using a very specific set of rounds at a specific range which i guess you could use the new tables to work out when you're not going to kill somebody which would be a kind of interesting way of doing it a gold nick at 100 meters and do that through the through the face visor well see i wonder if they're both getting flagged so like it treats it as the hitboxes are merged essentially is one way to think about it so when you're hitting the eyes hitbox you're dealing damage to the visor and you're also dealing damage to the glasses like it doesn't treat them as layers it's just one flat layer so they both get rolled 
Does that make sense? Yeah, maybe. That's such a good point about the hitboxes because there's no physical, there is no physical three dimensionality to the armor as we know. The hitbox is just the hitbox, irrespective of whether armor is on it or not. Because you can shoot through the side of the face shield, for example, and it won't do anything. Mm. If you shoot somebody in their head, but the face shield's in the way, then it'll hit the face shield. But if you shoot to the side of the face shield, still through the face shield, it does nothing at all. So the, there's no clipping, so to speak, or hitbox for any of the actual armor. So yeah, the, those things are, from the game's perspective, layered textures over the, the skull right. hitbox of the MC, which I believe is very slightly larger than the head, a little bit. Should be, yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't feel bad, so it's that's kind of fine. And it works with helmets and stuff as well, so it's all right. But you do have multiple ricochet check um, on that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know how the health works, though. It would be that would actually be a really interesting one to test. That would actually be a really interesting one to test. Mm. You're welcome, future video creator, right here. I'll take the check and the PayPal. You know. <laughs> Absolutely. As long as you can, as long as you do the testing. This is the problem with these things. <laughs> the testing takes forever. It takes forever. Uh, yeah. Why well, I normally don't do these kind of ones right now because I, I'm trying to min-max my own time to bring stuff that's good value without yes. wasting all of my time and not being able to post stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, in the future, I'm hoping, hoping when I get a bit more time, I can do some of these things. But that would be fascinating, and I think that'd be cool. So yeah, maybe just like run it and just see what happens um, when yeah, you get to Ragman Four. Well, I have. Um... Um... I have some alt advisors saved up because <laughs> there you can this is the crazy thing. You can't buy the Alton, but you can buy the face shield on the flea market. So they're selling for about 30k and you can sell them back when they're slightly damaged to Ragman for 26-27k, I wanna say. <laughs> so to lose. Yeah, but it's crazy because it's like you go on a raid, factory, you get shot in the face, you leave the raid. Let me just take this visor off, sell it, get back 98% of what I paid for, buy a brand new one. Like, you don't repair it, you don't... If you insure it, you insure for, like, 22k, but the thing you paid for was 30k. Yes, uh, it's not worth it's, it. It's so weird. It's, yeah, it's crazy. But Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Well, I guess we're, we're kind of running long, aren't we? Um, so any, anything else you'd uh, you want to bring up before we want to close it out? Because I think I'm going to have to uh, have to finish shortly. Yeah. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in, hanging out with us. Appreciate it. And seeing a lot of people join in Discord, which is really cool. So if you want to be a part of Discord, we mostly post Tarkov memes and um, sometimes complain about getting head eyes in the raid. But otherwise, you know, check us out. Links down below in the description of the platform that you're listening to. And with that. Catch you guys next week. Catch you later.